deep contentment, joy, and confidence in my everyday life with God. And by the way, I just said that. I didn't read it like I have it memorized. There is no reason for you to out me on reading it when I first started. Come on. Distorted thinking patterns where people are believing the wrong things and living out of that. I can't read stuff anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Who came up with the idea of putting small print instructions on everything? Everything. You're much more kind than I am because (laughs) when I'm mad at you, I'm like, God, why is this woman in my life? (laughs) Wow. We want to get to a place where we have that conviction, where we've moved from, what have you done for me lately, God, to, I trust you, you are real, this is real, and I will Okay, so I am going to say something extremely offensive. Okay, bring it on. Grow up. I'm highly offended. (laughs) Well, I said I was going to say something (laughs) extremely offensive. Well, you did, and I'm offended. Why do the words grow up or why don't you grow up? Why does that offend you? Because immediately you just go to... How dare you? Like, what? Judging and all of that, like, I'm somehow failing. So all of your defensiveness <laughs> is a sign of your immaturity. <laughs> yes, I'll own that. It's super offensive when someone tells you, why don't you just grow up? Are you well, kidding? first of all, it's kind of unkind to <laughs> say it that way. Yeah, I would agree. And I knew that right. as I was saying it. There are so many reasons why this is important for us. And by us, it may just be the two of us listening to our own podcast. (laughs) Doing some work here. Right? (laughs) Processing out loud for the world to hear. Let's go. So much of what our idea of growth would be adding something to our life that makes it better, not necessarily transforming, changing bits and pieces of us that need to be changed. That just sounds painful. So maturity and growth is about transformation. Yeah, and it looks different. Immaturity has its tendency to keep on creeping out. Um, like I said, that creeping out. It's not attractive. No. And before we go too far in all of this, let me say to everyone, we are born into this world with one rule of life. I, me, mine, whatever fills my wants. Right. It's understandable that that's where we start. Early on, it's cute, but the longer it stays around, the less cute it is. Right. When we see physical maturity without emotional maturity, it looks bad. Yeah. And I want that for my own life. Yeah. I want to mature emotionally and mentally and spiritually. I want to mature in every way, which means I'm not just adding the Bible onto my life. I'm not just adding friendships onto my life. I am being transformed. I started out very needy, but now I want to grow and learn how to pursue things differently so that my life looks different. Any area of our life that is relational requires maturity. Gosh. Whether you talk about your marriage, your family, your siblings, your work relationships, I think every area of your life, you're dealing with people. Right. I should have followed that up with any area of your life that is relational requires maturity. And most every area of your life is relational. Yeah, exactly. So it requires 
maturity yeah. to live in this world. And it all starts right here with me. Yeah, I like the way you said that. It starts with us looking at ourselves and saying, okay, where am I needing to grow up? A lot of problems that we deal with on a daily basis revolve around one area of our life or another where we have refused to mature or we have had opportunities to grow and maybe we just didn't walk that out or didn't have someone to guide us through it or whatever reason. And now it's like our problems just get bigger and we recycle them because there's some area of our life that never grew up through it. Yeah, I love that. And that is so true. I see that. Gosh, I see that in myself (laughs) when you talk about that, just areas that I got stuck Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, developmentally, emotionally, relationally. This was my defense mechanism or my style of relating that I learned, and it isn't helping now that I'm an adult and I'm trying to do adult things. I'm still seeing myself stuck in childish behaviors or Mm -hmm. ways that I learned younger, and I'm still sort of living those out, and those aren't helpful for me or for my relationships presently. Right. I'm sure there's some sort of brain science thing that talks about (laughs) neural pathways and the ways, the patterns and the ways that we think become ingrained. Oh, they do. And you're absolutely right that the thoughts that we think then kind of become these structures in our brain. And that's sort of the hardwiring that's happening. Mm -hmm. And so just as water going across a stone in the same direction over time produces that deeper crevice and then all of a sudden it widens. I mean, same thing. We have these habits and these patterns and sometimes they are good and sometimes they're super immature. Right. And that's why maturity can't just be adding something new onto what we already have. What we have has to be transformed, has to be changed in order for us to truly grow and mature because some of those neural pathways are going to have to get disrupted by changing the way we think. Right. And repeatedly, intentionally changing our thought patterns and changing our actions, doing things that will be uncomfortable at first. They're going to not feel normal. <laughs> I don't have right? to say it. They're just going to feel uncomfortable. And I know for me, even last week, I was finding myself emotionally immature in an area. And my pattern in the past has been to ruminate, to think about over and over and over and try to problem Mm -hmm. solve. And I disrupted that by putting my mind on God's word and actually praying verses and scripture over my life, over Mm -hmm. my situation. And I felt better afterward. It was so different because it was opposite what I normally do, which Mm -hmm. is worry, fret, all the things I shouldn't do. And then it's like, okay, stop this. What are you doing? And actually choosing a different approach Mm -hmm. and turning to God's word and literally feeling the grip of those emotions like loosening around Mm -hmm. my neck, that stronghold breaking. Mm -hmm. And I loved that whole process. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep doing that. It's different. It's new. It's better. It's maturing. Mm -hmm. And it's actually letting God's word work in my life in a powerful way. You know, it's a beautiful thing to see when people are working toward maturity, even going back to watching our kids grow up and as we're training them 
him to move from crying and fussing to pointing to asking. Every step in that development process is just cuter and cuter and cuter. I remember uh, our oldest son, his word for what is it was da-da. And he would point at something. (laughs) I remember that. And be like, da-da. And so you knew he was learning that process. And it was so cute. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah, his vocabulary. That's how he was learning the words. Mm -hmm. And it was cool because he would point. I remember that. (laughs) And guess what, people? It's just as beautiful to see in an adult. Mm -hmm. When you're learning to think differently and you're learning to ask different questions. It's so good. As you are growing and maturing, it becomes one of the most beautiful processes to watch, not only from the outside, me watching you, but from the inside. As I see myself let go of feelings and emotions that always took me in a wrong direction, and now I'm choosing my response. It's a slow process. It's Mm -hmm. not overnight. It's not. That's the thing. I mean, it's intentional. And Mm -hmm. I like how you said it's not going to always feel comfortable and easy, but it is going to change. It's going to bring about this maturity that we're looking for. Right. And this is what we all want deep down. Yeah. Everyone who's listening to us have this conversation. There's some area of their life that they're wanting it to be transformed. Oh, yeah. They just don't know how to get there. Right. And that's why we are trying to say this is common, but it's not where we want to stay. Yeah. And we can be transformed. And so we can identify with one another and say, okay, this is something that's not unique to me. I'm not an anomaly. I'm not a weirdo. I'm not (laughs) flawed in some way. And everybody else is going to be better than me always. That's an agreement that Mm. we will sometimes be tempted to make. So we want to talk about this. We want to put this out there. Yeah, There is an actual path to get from where I am to where I need to be. Which is so encouraging, so hopeful. And I love this conversation because it's so easy for me to remember the stages of development of our sons. Mm-hmm. And I like this comparison between the growing up and the maturing that we do physically with this same growing up maturity that we do emotionally and spiritually. I think that's such a, it's just easy. I'm kind of a concrete thinker and I, you know, I'm not a great visualizer. And so helping me to like connect with something that's real, it helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. And this process never stops. Yeah. A child does not reach maturity at age 12 and then no more maturing required. Mm. Maturity is something that continues our entire life. There is always this part of us, the way we think, the way we care for others that needs to grow and mature Yeah, for the rest of our lives. So it's a process, I guess, yes. that we're trying to name and sort of talk about. Right. So be in that process. It's okay. Don't fight it, in other words. And that's what maybe we do. Maybe sometimes I want to stay immature. Why do we stay stuck there? Well, everything in the world around us is appealing to us to say, hey, you just need to serve yourself. You just need to think about your needs. In other words, you 
don't have to grow up. Mm. People just need to adjust because you are who you are and who you are is just fine. (laughs) And no change is necessary. You just stay you and everybody else will cater to your every need once they realize how beautiful and special you are. Oh my gosh. That's the makings for a brat. Like, (laughs) you know, such a spoiled little person, honestly. And you know what? Yeah. People who stay there Mm. are some of the loneliest people. The older and older they get, as the world appeals to them to say, stay who you are, Mm -hmm. other people around them maybe catered to them when they had to, but eventually they find themselves alone. Oh, yikes. That breaks my heart, honestly. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the whole point of this conversation today is we don't want you to be alone. We don't want each other to find ourselves alone and isolated and relationally bankrupt. Because you like visuals. Okay, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Growing toward maturity is always going to feel like we are climbing an escalator that's going downward, but we're climbing up it. It's always going to feel like that, that there's something trying to impede our progress or that growth will be slow and maturity is slow. And we have to have that steady effort to actually get toward the top. Because if we don't, we're either going backwards or we're staying in the same place, but not actually moving forward. Knowing that that's what this is like. Yeah. That it's Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. I mean, there's a reason that there are up escalators. (laughs) We get on them. It's comfortable to ride up. But maturity is this uncomfortable thing. Growth is this uncomfortable thing because it is transforming us. It's changing well-developed patterns into new patterns. And that's hard. And so it definitely feels like there is a flow of momentum against us that we have to fight that current and keep going and keep pressing. And it develops things in us that would not be developed as we're trying to mature in one area, it builds the muscles to grow in other areas. Mm, That's a cool visual too. Thanks for these like pictures. Hey, you know, I'm here for you. Yeah, I really like these visuals because I need I need some concrete things as I this struggle is real and it's hard. But when I have these pictures of kind of where I'm headed, it helps me to kind of keep going. Yes. When it's hard. And the things that I can definitely look back on times of growth, things that I can look back in my life and say, gosh, that was such a hard season, but it was such a season of growth that that's very helpful for me because these pictures go, okay, you can do it. Keep going. This is a good mental picture for me to kind of look at, okay, growth is hard sometimes. It's not the easiest thing. It takes effort and intention. And really, we can see what is it that God uses to grow us up? Well, His means are situations, things like that, that push us, that strain us. They force us to do new things in different ways, kind of beyond what we thought we could endure. And a lot of times, those circumstances are the ones that cause us to pray, where we say, I can't do this without you, God. I need you. Mm -hmm. And then he carries us through. And then we come out on the other side changed and different because of the hard things we've gone through. Right. You see that in a child learning to eat, moving from the infant bottle stage at the beginning, they can't even hold their own bottle, then it's not too long, then they do. Mm -hmm. And they're able to sort of 
halfway feed themselves, but you're still required as part of the process. And then as they get older, they can eat on their own. We teach them how to use a fork and a spoon and a knife. Boy, that was messy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Spaghetti. Oh, gosh. All of those things. But cool. I mean, because they're doing it. They're learning. I think we forget that sometimes, that it was this process. And it was hard for them. Right. Learning to hold a fork. It didn't come naturally. It does not come naturally. I mean, (laughs) think about it. It, You hand a fork to a child. They just grab it. Like Like a fist. Like a fist. (laughs) And and you can't eat that way. It just doesn't work. So learning to hold a fork takes time. It takes patience. Practice. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, now we have sons who are old enough to cook for themselves. They get a job. They go to work. <laughs> they earn their money. They buy their food. They cook their food. They eat their food. Yeah. All on their own. Wow. That's the maturity process. It started with being helpless. Yeah. And now they have learned skills that help them do these things on their own. Which is so fun. And I, I like this analogy because like I said, sometimes this part, emotional growth uh, is hard because right. we get triggered by things and we have reactions and then exactly we have meltdowns right compare me (laughs) to six month old me Uh, sometimes i don't know how much i'm different but somebody said no to me when i was six months old i might have thrown a fit oh man i might have been kicking and screaming i might have said i'm gonna hold my breath but do i do the same things now when somebody says no to me How do I react? Wow. These are good questions. These are hard questions, but I think they're important because we do want to grow up. We want to grow up emotionally. We want to grow up spiritually. Yes. So that's the life we're living. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, a wholly authentic life can look really immature. Oh, no. But that's why we're pursuing a life that's vibrant and sustainable. Yeah. Because an immature life is not sustainable, like we said a minute ago. No. You can end up alone. Yeah. You hurt the people around you. You hurt yourself. Mm. Then you look at this world and think, why are things like this? Right. And And, you're a victim sometimes. uh, uh, Yeah, we're going to get there. And so (laughs) it's like, okay, this is for our good. We have to grow up. We have to mature. We have to be able to do the difficult things. Mm. Training our hands to hold a fork. Yeah. Training our emotions to hold our tongue. Oh, ow. Learning to retrain our emotions. Yeah. It's hard so that we don't react in ways that hurts others. Right. And self-control is a fruit of the spirit. And so the emotional and spiritual maturity, they kind of tie together here. Yeah. Yeah. And some of our favorite mentors, Pete Scazzaro, Mm. in his book, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship, he talks about the measure of our maturity is found in the way that we love others. And then Dallas Willard just sort of ups the ante a little bit by saying the measure of our maturity is in how well we We love our enemies. Gosh. Wow. It's like, wow, you just had to go there. Okay, now that's the goal, right? That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. And I know I watch Jesus's life a lot in how he relates and what he does because his life is the perfect example of what spiritual, emotional maturity looks like. Yeah. That's where we're headed. And that's where I want to have my eyes fixed. And notice his life was not devoid of emotion. No, 
He just knew how to direct it properly. Right. Yeah. He was not out of control. He wasn't reactive. Right. He was intentional. And that's with what where he was doing. A lot of times anger does get mm-hmm. out of control, I know, in an immature kind of way. He also wept. I mean, we see when Lazarus died and he experienced grief right. and he cried. And it's so encouraging <laughs> that tears are okay. It's okay to have sadness. It's yes. okay to grieve, but it's not not something you want to be stuck in. That's such a good way of saying that. We're maturing the way that we handle all of these emotions that come to us Yes, that are a part of life. We do experience grief Mm. in a different way. We experience loss. We experience disappointment in a different way. Yeah. And we want to mature our reaction and response to it. Which is so good. And I think that's one thing that I always try to encourage parents I'm working with is that they can't parent an out-of-control child when they as parents are out of control. Right. And so, um, okay, learn from my life 101. <laughs> I know. I, I tell them all the time, I, I wish I'd had known this when I was at this stage of development with our kids because I feel like so much of my own parenting was letting my emotions drive me, that's just not the way. So we look at ourselves first and say, okay, here's where I need to mature. Here's where I need to grow up. Yes. And I think for me, emotionally, things became a little more hypercharged. (laughs) We'll just use it that way. That's a good way to say that. I also love the fact that God would bring us back after a hypercharged emotional moment that we would always sit down, reconnect with our kids, Mm -hmm. and have a good conversation that usually started with an apology. I'm sorry I failed you. (laughs) You Or, I'm sorry I should not have reacted so emotionally. Yeah. But yet, here's the truth. Yeah. Here's the requirement. And this is still true and required. Right. But I'm not going to be over emotional about it. Yeah. We're going to talk about it in a mature way. I'm going to try to help you understand the why. (laughs) Yeah. And move toward obedience. That's so good. We learned how to do that with our kids. Lots of mistakes along the way, but growth. And that's the important thing. We're giving grace here. We're saying, hey, we're not always doing it right, but that's okay. That's how we learn. Like I think of anything that I love to do now that took lots and lots of practice, whether it was riding a horse or skiing or riding a bike, anything that we do, it's a lot of failures to get to where you can do it well. And grace gives us a chance to regroup and try again. Yeah, get back up on that horse. Exactly. Grace is what helps us in this maturity and growing process. And so Mm. how do we then grow up? Why don't you grow up? How do we (laughs) do that? How can we pursue vibrant and sustainable maturity? Right. Number one, take responsibility. Oh my goodness. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. When you take responsibility, if I could say there's one central element to clients that I work with who improve versus clients who stagnate, it's that right there. Mm -hmm. They don't keep the blame game going and say, oh, it's this person or this situation or this is the reason or it was my parents, you know, or whatever. They say, I'm going to take responsibility for my circle of control. That's how we, we call it. And I'm going to work on the things that I can do differently and Mm -hmm. and take that responsibility for me. Yeah, I want to say it in two ways. Number one, take responsibility for your maturity. Oh, I like that. That 
hey, I'm going to be on this expedition Mm -hmm. of growing, of maturing. And I know it's an expedition. I choose to get on that downward moving escalator in an upward direction. Ouch. So I'm choosing (laughs) to do that. I'm going to, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. So I am going to take responsibility for my maturity and then for my actions and reactions along the way. So good. Taking responsibility is step number one. We have to do that. Without it, we're never going to move forward. That's where you begin. Take responsibility and get on that escalator and move against the flow. I like that. Number two, live for something greater than yourself. Mm. When I live for something greater than myself, I can actually have an outward focus instead of just being inwardly me, myself, and I focused. We need guidance. We need purpose. We need meaning in our life. And when we are living for something greater than ourselves, I mean, think about it. I mean, if I'm just living for myself, I'm like my own God and my God is pretty weak and kind of sucks a lot. I mean, it's just... (laughs) That's what it is when we live for ourselves. Yeah. The whole world is going to tell us live for yourself. Right. And that's going to keep us immature. Mm. When we find someone who's further down the road, who knows how things work. There was an old story where a guy was driving an old Ford and it quit working. And a guy pulled up beside him and said, hey, let me help you out with this. And he opened up the hood and started tinkering around. And before too long, he had it running again. And the guy was like, wow, thank you so much. I don't know how you did that. I'd love to send you a thank you note. What's your name? He said, well, I'm Henry Ford. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) He knew how to fix it because he made it. He was the creator. And so... That's what we need to plug into. Mm. When we are going to live for something greater than ourselves, that is to live for the one who made us. Wow. Who can help us on that difficult journey up the escalator that's moving downward all the time. Mm-hmm. Because he knows. He knows how grief works. Yeah. He knows how painful loss is. He knows. He's experienced it. He knows how to celebrate with us in joyous moments. He is our creator. He invented these things. (laughs) Wow. And it's so good. It's so reassuring as I'm hearing you say this. It's just like, ah, of course, this makes so much sense. Yes. In order for us to grow and mature, it sure does help. Just like you're talking about, I need a picture. I Uh need a visual. Give me something. We need someone to imitate. Mm. And God knew that so much that not only did he send Jesus to die on a cross for our sins, but he let Jesus live on this planet for 33 years showing us how. Wow. And it's so beautiful. That's why I love watching Jesus in all of these different encounters with people. And he did have this full spectrum of emotion. He did. But those emotions weren't the boss. (laughs) He he had self-control with all of these things. And yet he was constantly submitting underneath the Father. Father's authority to the point of before his crucifixion, not my will, but your will be done. As we follow his example, yeah, we naturally grow. So we're living for something, someone <laughs> greater than ourselves. That's so good. And we're following the example he left for us, which reveals more of that guidance, that purpose, and that deeper meaning of what life is really all about. The number three, Be considerate of others. Mm. 
Yes. When we're considerate of other people, we're thinking about them more than me. I'm thinking about how my actions might impact someone else. Mm -hmm. And I don't just have my best in mind, but someone else's best. In my mom's bathroom when I was growing up, there was this little sign poster that had the word joy. And it was Jesus first, others second, you last. And that's the secret to joy. Putting their needs ahead of ours means that we see them for who they are, that we consider the journey that they're on. Mm. If they're also on this escalator trying to move against the flow, we understand it's a journey and that's where we have the grace. We understand their upbringing. Not everyone was raised the same way. Yeah. And so we want to consider that as we care for and love others and meet them where they are. Yeah. But not leave them there. Mm, That's really good. I think that's practical too. So that when I am considering others, I can make a difference just Mm -hmm. in the day to day. It doesn't have to be something spectacular. It could just be holding the door for someone, not trying to beat somebody for a better parking place or, you know, just small things. The measure of our maturity is our love. So it shows up there. Right. So when you show kindness, Mm. when you give someone that parking spot, (laughs) rather than try to beat them to it. When you show love, when someone else is angry... And, mm. and stop the emotional outpouring by saying, oh, I'm sorry. Mm. I didn't intend that. Yeah. Let's talk this out. That's where maturity begins to show up. And so we grow in our maturity through practice. Through failing, <laughs> through growing, through learning. Right. But this practice yeah. is happening yeah. with other people. Mm, we're not in a vacuum. <laughs> You're not? No, not at all. And it's it's good to remember these things. I think this is this is helpful mm-hmm. because we're now we're getting into the day-to-day stuff. Right, right. And I still even remember thinking of as we talk about growing is in that practice. I think of of our boys when, you know, our first had to learn from us a lot of things. Yeah. But when his younger brothers were born, they looked to him. They Which walked. Is cool. Yeah. They walked at an earlier age because big brother was walking. They followed his example. Yeah. So it was it was this really cool process, which takes us to point number four. As we're considerate of others, become a mentor. Oh, I like you that. You want to grow and mature? Mm. Become a mentor. Someone who cares about the growth and maturity of others. Wow. Which is so cool to think about. I mean, I think about people who have mentored me mm-hmm. that, you know, have poured into me things that I wouldn't be who I am without those who mentored me, like in counseling, for right. example. And it's just, it's so good. I'm so grateful for Mm -hmm. their influence. I'm so grateful for their belief in me that I I could do it. Even when I was like, can I do this? They knew I could. And it's so powerful. I love this idea. And you know what you don't see? How much they grew Mm. by helping you. Oh, I like that. Wow. I never thought of it like that. I know. (laughs) We we don't because as someone's pouring into us, we don't think about that. But in truth, as we are a mentor, Mm. it keeps us growing and maturing. Well, they sharpen us, right? They do. And it's a beautiful thing to see where at first it may be that we're way up higher on the escalator than they are. But as we help them grow and mature, we're in this process together Mm. to where eventually it's almost like we're side by side going up that escalator and we have trained them to be a mentor as well. Wow. That's so cool. 
it grows our patience. <laughs> yeah. As we do this right. with other people, because we're not in it alone. Yeah. And it multiplies our efforts because mm. mentors produce other mentors. And that is so amazing. It just multiplies the impact that we can have. Yeah. I was thinking about that. It's it's a multiplication of the leadership that we're pouring into and then they become pouring into others and it just goes on and on. It does. And it's, it's cool. awesome. So number one, take responsibility. Number two, live for something greater than yourself. Number three, be considerate of others. Number four, become a mentor. And last but not least, number five, don't retire. Oh. Ever. Hey, wait. Okay, wait just a minute. I thought that was the goal, was like this retirement life, right? I'm not talking about from your job okay. per se. Okay. Do the financial thing. Okay. Work toward retirement, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But don't retire from maturity. Oh, that's what you mean. We said this earlier, that maturity is a process that starts when we're born and doesn't end. It just keeps going. Wow. We're the ones that sometimes check in and out. <laughs> like, okay, I'm done. This is too hard. I'm out. Right. <laughs> the, the problem with that is, is when you stop, mm. maturity will naturally travel backwards. It moves in reverse. Ugh. Why? Where are we standing? On that escalator. On that escalator that's moving down. Uh. The only way to keep growing, maturing, being transformed into the person you want to be, you have to keep applying effort. Mm. Because the moment you stop, you start going back. Yeah. The moment you stop considering others, you will start considering yourself. Oh, it's, I don't like that. That's frustrating, but it's true. Like I can see that in my own life. Yeah. And I, I kind of like this don't retire in spiritual, emotional maturity because this is how I want to be. Like when I'm older, I want to be like the saints and some in scripture. You know, I want to have this rock solid faith that no matter what happens, I'm going to be mature in all of these areas. And I like this concept. It's also a little bit overwhelming, if I'm honest, because sure. I'm like, what do you mean, don't retire? Like, what? This is hard. Like, what if I can't? Or what if I fail or you know all the what ifs and yeah it's i'm like... gonna cut you off right there because <laughs> okay. i agree that it can be hard sure the responsibility is great yeah but that was number one i'm gonna take that oh, responsibility yeah, right there's a lot at stake here there is i want my kids to be influenced by people who take this seriously yeah right. i want my grandchildren to live in a world where people still care for people mm. I see social media from time to time. I see news headlines. Maturity is not where the world's headed. Right. We have to make a difference. It has to start with us. That's good. Passing it along. Yep. To the next generation. Right. To say maturity is important. It matters. Why don't you grow up? <laughs> you might want to work on that question a little <laughs> bit. I don't know how popular Maybe that's going to be. Yeah. Maybe I do need to work on that question. But the truth of the matter is, if I ask it of myself, Bruce, why don't you grow up? Oh. There's too much at stake to not grow up. Wow. I so agree. And I like how you took it from looking at somebody else to looking at myself. It's mm -hmm. it's getting the log out of our own eyes, right? Absolutely. <laughs> now that I can see the speck in my brother and sisters. I have to. Yeah. Because I care. 
I care about yeah. my kids. I care about my grandkids. I care about friends and their kids. And right. I care about our church. And I care about the impact we're making on this world. I want people to see what God's love is like. Wow. I want to challenge us to get this right. Yes. To do the hard things. Be responsible. Mm. Live for God. Yes. Consider others. Mentor them into this life and do it for the rest of my life. I will always have meaning and purpose when this is what I'm pursuing. I want to pursue a life that's vibrant and sustainable in Christ. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. That is so good. Are you in? Because I'm in. I'm inspired. I want to go forward in maturity and hope you'll join us in this life. It's so good. It's worth it. Let's do this thing. All right. Let's go. 